another installment of everything nhl i'm your host nathan and we're here with our hockey expert james kumar what's up man hey what's up so uh this week we're gonna go over um the expansion draft for seattle uh we'll talk um about some trades that happened in the nhl and then after that we're gonna talk about the first round of the nhl draft how does that sound yeah, sounds like a packed segment, but let's get right into it. All right. So I guess starting with the expansion draft, um, I guess just what are your general thoughts on the roster that they got? Yeah, I guess just taking a look at this roster, I guess we can talk about some of the big names first. Obviously, we know Chris Drieger, goalie from the Florida Panthers. Uh, they signed him to an extension. I believe it was around 3.5 for a uh, few seasons was so pretty solid pickup for them. I, I feel like he's going to be a good starting goalie for them. Um, obviously in net, they add um, Vitek Vanacek from Washington and Joey Decord from Ottawa. So you got like a solid one, two, then you got sort of a third guy that's sort of a fringe AHL NHL goaltender that can sort of develop and maybe become a good goaltender down the road. So I think for goalies, they did pretty well. Um, I guess just moving to defense, um, getting a guy like Jeremy Lauzon from Boston. He's a young defenseman. He can play like top four minutes, pretty solid. Um, and some of the other big names, obviously getting Mark Giordano, captain of the Calgary Flames. He's probably going to be their number one defenseman to start out. You pair him with a guy from the Oilers, like Adam Larson, who they got solid top four guy as well. You got a guy like Vince Dunn, uh, Carson Soucy, uh, Jamie Alexiak, uh, who was actually there at the presentation. So he seems to be a, uh, uh, one of the favorite members uh, of this Seattle team so far. So, I mean, I think their defense core is pretty solid. They got some young guys like Kale Fleury and Will Borgen and Dennis Chalowski and others. So, I mean, um, they're solid all the way through when it comes to defense. And then I guess for goaltending, uh, or sorry, uh, for forwards, uh, we talked about goaltending already, um, you know, getting guys like Mason Appleton, uh, Jonas Donskoy, Brandon Tanev, Jordan Eberle, Yanni Gore, Jared McCann, uh, you know, some solid forwards here. Obviously, they don't have that those big names, but um, obviously some of these guys can develop. Uh, they got young guys like Alexander True and Cole Lind from Vancouver. Um, you got a guy like John Quenville from Chicago um, and, and a few other guys, Colin Blackwell and Carson uh, Tor- Torinsky and others. So uh, they got some young guys that can develop. Um, my honest thoughts on this team is that they drafted a pretty young team. And they didn't take on a lot of large contracts, so they're going to have a lot of cap space to make some moves. So I guess keep an eye on Seattle in the next few days. You know, Maybe they're going to make some moves, keep an eye on them for the draft as well, who they take. Um, this team's going to start out pretty young for sure. That's my first thoughts. I'm guessing by the looks of their roster, um, Seattle isn't going to try to pull a Vegas and try to make the finals maybe their first year. I mean, it looks like they're potentially in the running for the playoffs maybe but it looks like they're gonna try to um i guess grow the team kind of slowly and try to build it build the team up and try to like do try to do it do it right instead of try to do it the way vegas did i don't think that's something that can be repeated by an expansion team 
Yeah, um, I think they they wanted to do things their own way. Obviously, like you said, it's something that you really can't copy. It's just something that just happened naturally for Vegas. Uh, it was the players they got. Then obviously they sacrificed a lot of their future for present success, you know, getting players in uh, like Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty while trading out like future assets. So um, it might uh, come back to bite them um, in the end if they don't win a Stanley Cup in the next few seasons. But um, yeah, in terms of Seattle, yeah, I think you're right. You know, they want to build a young team. They want to start uh, from, you know, they might not be a bottom feeder team, but they might not be a playoff team either. They might be like one of those fringe teams that's like uh, on the bubble, you know, like game in and game out. We don't know, um, you know, whether they're going to win. They're not going to be a very consistent team, I feel like. And then they're slowly going to grow. They're going to probably build through the draft. Uh, we'll get to who they selected in the first round. I think they made a great pick. Um, but yeah, uh, just uh, taking a look at them, it looks like they're going to go the slow approach. Unless when we get to free agency, they make some big splashes. I know they have the cap space to do it. There's big names out there. Dougie Hamilton, Gabriel Landeskog. They could make some really big moves here. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. But as of right now, it looks like they are taking a slow approach. Yeah, for sure. I think that the good thing about the way that they've kind of um, built the roster, it's um, kind, it's really flexible. It's still at the point where, I mean, before they we did the, the expansion draft, we were saying how um, Seattle could pretty much do anything that they they want within reason, of course, but. Um, they had a lot of freedom, but with the roster that they have, they still have a bit of freedom. There's still a lot of moves they can make. If they want to go um, all in, they can, but um, it doesn't really look like they're going to do that. So I guess we'll just have to uh, see what they do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they could have taken big contracts, like, you know, whether it was a Carey Price or Vladimir Tarasenko or a Matt Duchesne to get sort of these these big name players in, but they decided not to go that route. Uh, you know, they decided that, okay, we want to build our team. Uh, we don't, we don't want to run out of cap space. And then, you know, uh, if this team doesn't like gel well together, then they pretty much have to rebuild and they're a new franchise. They shouldn't need to rebuild. This should be their rebuilding stage. And then they should be developing within the next couple seasons. So um, yeah, I think they are taking a smart approach in doing something like this. Um, we'll definitely have to see, I guess, as the weeks go by, um, what they continue to do. And then, yeah, like I said, in free agency, that's where you got to make the big splashes because you have an advantage over all the other teams. I guess in terms of cap space, actually, let me just see how much cap space they have um, f- for sure. Um, it looks like uh, they've only used about like between 30 and 50 million out of their 81.5 million. So they've got, uh, yeah, no, they, they've only used 50 million out of their 81.5. So they have 30 million to work with. If you're taking that in, that's a lot. Uh, if you go to the, the rest of the teams uh, in the league, uh, let me, let me just go here. Let me find a list for that. Yeah. Um, I guess salary cap wise, they have just as much salary cap as like the bottom three teams in the league, Buffalo, Detroit, and New Jersey. So yeah, they really, have a lot of space that they can use um, to sort of make moves with. And some teams are pushed up against the cap teams like Vegas, Tampa Bay, um, Chicago. Now, since they, they signed their recent deals, we'll get into that, but yeah, they got to weaponize their cap space, I guess, if they want to, you know, build up their team uh, even more. Yeah. And I guess um, another good thing that they have is since they're going for development, 
I think that's going to be um, pretty important. I guess like um, some teams, they kind of um, they try to go for all the free agents, but they kind of miss miss out on kind of developing that the young the young talent they have. So with Seattle's approach, it looks like they're going to try to develop young talent first, and then maybe go for some free agents um, later. So it, I guess they'll be able to have a pretty strong future, and they'll still have the opportunity for. Um, a good present if the opportunity arises. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were surprised with some of their picks when they decided to take young players off of, you know, guys that were, were left unprotected that they thought, oh, Seattle's going to take them for sure, but they didn't. They took younger players. So uh, they clearly see that, um, you know, the future uh, needs to be now. Like, they can't dwell on uh, past uh production from, from older players, you know. They got to look to the future. They got to draft young and yeah, uh, this team, uh, I feel like they're going to do it the right way. I mean, who knows? They might even develop and win a cup before Vegas. I mean, even though Vegas, they've been so good, they just haven't been able to get over the hump. So Seattle might be a team where it might take them two or three years to get competitive, but when they do, they'll be really competitive. So um, yeah, let's see. I guess we can sort of compare Vegas and Seattle over the next few years and sort of see where these, like, uh, I guess the... Uh, how these two teams uh, franchises play out um, and, and just sort of see, uh, okay, uh, have they made the playoffs it, when they make the playoffs, you know, how far have they gone, uh, which team is sort of the contender. And yeah, these two teams are going to be tied to each other for a long time, you know, being the last two teams to come into the league. So yeah, um, obviously they open up the season against each other to start uh, this coming season, uh, undoubtedly. So uh, it's going to be great. They might even become rivals as well. So it'll definitely be something to see. Yeah. And I think another thing that I think um, this team has going for it is um, Seattle's a pretty attractive um, city to go to. So I know like a lot of um, small market teams, they have problems attracting free agents. Um, I guess depending on kind of like location, players might not necessarily want to go to kind of a small market city, but Seattle isn't um, a small market city. So I guess when it comes to free agents, it's going to be a lot easier for them to do. So I guess going for a slower, slower approach um, actually works even better. Yeah, honestly, um, when we were just looking at the expansion draft, a lot of fans are there. They have a strong fan base to start off. A lot of uh, celebs were there, whether it was stars from other sports in that city or musicians from that city. They're there to support the team. This team should um, have no issue generating revenue uh, from their fans. Um, yeah, this is this team, they were put in the right spot, I think. Yeah, for sure. It kind of makes me wonder why they didn't have a team for 100 years. Yeah, I, I think it was just that they had a lot of small teams um, and then, yeah, and then uh, I guess what happened with the Supersonics as well uh, drove um, interest away from the Seattle area. Um, that could have been one of the reasons. But, I mean, if hockey's back in Seattle, we might see basketball back there soon. Who knows? Yeah, well, hopefully another Seattle basketball team will come back. I guess a lot of people have been wanting that for a while, so I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, um, you know, if a, if there's a team like Memphis or New Orleans that can't keep their franchise, maybe they might move over there. I uh, will definitely have to see. Yeah, for sure. 
And I guess we can uh, move on to, I guess, some of the trades that have been going on. Um, I guess we'll go over um, the trades that happened on July 23rd and July 22nd. So I guess um, we'll start with um, Jake Bean. Um, he was traded to Columbus from Carolina in exchange for a second round uh, pick. I think it's the 44th pick in the 2021 NHL drafts. Um, what are your thoughts on this pick or in trade? Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, Jake Bean's a young defenseman. I guess the only reason they might want to make this trade is maybe they're trying to keep Dougie Hamilton and they're they're trying to re-sign him so they're clearing space for him. But Jake Bean's a good young defenseman. I, I don't know why Carolina made this trade. I think uh, Columbus, you know, got the, the better part of the deal. They got the, the, the good player. And um, a second-round pick is just a second-round pick. You don't know whether it's going to hit. But I think Jake Bean's been pretty solid for Carolina. So I think Columbus did really well in this trade. Yeah, I guess for Carolina, we're just kind of, it's kind of puzzling where um, the kind of offseason moves that they've been making lately. So I guess we'll just have to see how things pan out. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, I have to agree with that. And I guess we can move on to um, Seth Jones traded to Chicago for a, oh, I think, the Chicago got Seth Jones and a first round pick and a sixth round pick from Columbus in exchange for Adam um, Bockwist, a first rounder and a second rounder. So um, I guess, what do you think of, of Chicago getting this deal? I, I think Columbus didn't want to pay Seth Jones the money he was looking for. He just signed an extension, eight years, I think nine and a half million per season. Big contract. Uh, not a lot of defensemen get paid that much. I don't know whether he's the highest paid or one of the highest paid. But yeah, Chicago wanted Seth Jones to replace a guy like Duncan Keith. We talked about that trade last week. Um, they traded Adam Boquist. He's also a good young defenseman, but he's not yet at the level of Seth Jones. So I can understand the trade. Uh, they swapped first rounders this year. Um, Columbus got Chicago second rounder from this year. And that's the pick that they flipped to Carolina to get Jake Bean. So it was like a whole uh, chain deal type thing. Um, and then, yeah, a sixth round pick in 2022 goes back to Chicago as well. Um, but yeah, Chicago got the best player. Spending a lot of money on him, though, I think I might have liked what Columbus did as well. You know, they get Adam Boquist, young defenseman. They get Jake Bean, a young defenseman in their other trade. Columbus has done good for themselves uh, today uh, in terms of trades. Uh, really solid uh, young defensemen they're bringing in. Uh, they really want a young team. They're really looking, I guess, to rebuild. Um, and you're bringing a lot of young talent in. I mean, uh, yeah, they could be good in the next couple of years. Yeah, I think it looks like Columbus is trying to go for depth rather than just like one really good player. And I guess for Chicago, the question is... Um, can Seth Jones kind of play up to the value of his contract? Yeah, I mean, Chicago is really looking to get back to that perennial playoff team that they were when they were in their dynasty era. Uh, they still have some guys there, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves uh, from the dynasty. Obviously, not a lot of those pieces are, are left as Keith got traded and, and others like Crawford retired and Patrick Sharp retired. You know, some of the main guys, Marion Hosa as well. So um, they're definitely trying to get a team around Taves and Kane to, st to 
you know, just build up the team again. I mean, what Kane is like 30, Taves is like 31. They're not even that old. Um, you know, they had a lot of success when they were really young. So, I mean, this, if they can build this team properly, bringing in big pieces like Seth Jones, got a solid score in Alex to They got guys like Kirby doc in there, Brandon Hagel, good young players. I mean, it is possible for them to, you know, get a strong team. Uh, yeah. So we'll have to see what Chicago does. Yeah, I mean Chicago, they're I guess they're in a position where it's like they don't necessarily need to have depth like Columbus is doing. I guess just getting one really good player should be enough for them to go back into the playoffs again. So um hopefully it works out. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um of Vancouver, they got Oliver Ekman Larson and Connor Garland from Arizona in exchange for Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel, as well as a first round uh, pick, the number ninth pick in the 2021 draft, a second rounder in the 2022 draft, and a seventh rounder in, in the 2023 draft. So um, a lot of trades going on. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Okay, so this is a pretty large deal to break down. I'm going to try and break it down as best as I can. So uh, these three players that Vancouver traded to the Coyotes, so Louis Erickson, Jay Beagle, and Antoine Roussel, uh, they're bottom six level forwards, but they're getting paid at the level of like mid mid uh, six forwards. So they're getting paid a little bit much. Um, obviously, Vancouver wants to sign some of their top young stars like Pedersen and Hughes, so they got to clear out the cap space. Uh, so what they did was they paired their first round pick for this year, which is happening tonight, um, number ninth overall, um, and also a second round pick in next year's and a seventh round pick in two years from now's draft. And they acquired Oliver Ekman Larson, who does have a big contract, but he is a solid defenseman. He can play both ways pretty well. His, his offense is a little bit gone at this point uh, in his career, but his defense is usually pretty solid. And then they acquired Connor Garland, who's a top six forward from Arizona. They just got to re-sign him. I think if the Canucks can re-sign him, I think they've won this trade because they got the two better players. Obviously, we don't know what the draft pick is going to be, but... Um, and I mean, Arizona is keeping some of um, Ekman Larson's uh, contract. Uh, they've retained some of the money on it. So um, that's also beneficial for the Canucks. So assuming they can keep Connor Garland, they win the trade. If they lose Connor Garland in free agency, then that's kind of a problem. They acquired a contract and they didn't really get enough uh, with it uh, to be trading away their first round draft pick. So I think that's just a, a pretty much a breakdown of this trade. Yeah, so I guess um, Vancouver, they're trying to go for Connor, Connor Garland, but it's still up in the air whether or not they can actually keep him. Yeah, he's got to re-sign there. That's the, the main thing. Uh, if he re-signs there, they'll have a solid top six, though, uh, in my mind. Yeah, so it's kind of like leveraging your future for not necessarily like win now, but like try to be a, the strongest team that you can be right now. And um, hoping that, I guess, leveraging your future would be worth it. Yeah, and I mean, Ekman Larson's expressed his interest in playing in Vancouver, so they're getting a guy that wants to play there. Um, and assuming Garland stays, you got two guys that want to play in Vancouver. That's always key when you're trying to re-sign your young players. You have vets around them that want to play in that city, so then it sort of motivates the young guys to sign long-term there. Yeah, I mean, if you can get guys like Ekman Larson or Connor or Garland there, 
It's probably going to uh, do wonders for the locker room situation. Um, I guess it's, it's easier to ask other players to sign when you already know that somebody as good as Ekman Larson or Connor Garland is there as well. Yeah, speaking of re-signing, actually, Taylor Hall signed a four-year, $24 million deal to stay with Boston. So he's getting six mil a year. I guess Taylor Hall must have liked uh, playing in Boston. He came there at the trade deadline. He played pretty well. I know he's been in a bit of a slump ever since he won MVP. I don't know, back, it's been a while. It's been 2017 or 2018 now. Uh, might have been 2017 he won it. Um, but yeah, ever since then, his career sort of been in a slump and it, it looked like it was uh, revitalized last year in Boston. So good on Taylor Hall for staying in Boston. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we can move on to um, the St. Louis trade. Um, they got Pavel um, Buknovich from the New York Rangers in exchange for Sammy Blaze and a second rounder. Um, what are your thoughts on this trade? Yeah, I think uh, Bushnevich is the, the best player in this trade. Um, I think what the Rangers are trying to do is uh, they probably have too many like scoring forwards up front. So they traded uh, Bushnevich and they got a guy like Sammy Blay, who's more of like a sandpaper type of guy, physical. I know the Rangers they didn't have a lot of physical guys when they were, you know, that, that fighting game they had with Washington last year where there was brawls every few seconds. Yeah, they didn't really have a lot of tough guys compared to Washington. So getting a guy like Sammy Blay in there, he's going to be tough. And then obviously you get a draft pick with it. Um, I think they did well for themselves. And I mean, St. Louis acquired the best player in the trade, in my opinion. So I think both teams did well there. Yeah, so I guess this is kind of like a a mutually beneficial trade for both teams. Yeah, both teams were trying to improve their lineups, and I feel like both of them did. Sounds good. And I guess we can move on to the Philadelphia trade. Um, they got Rasmus Ristolainen um, in exchange for Robert Haig, a 2021 first rounder and a 2023 second rounder. Um, what are your thoughts on this trade? I feel like Buffalo got a crazy return for Ristolainen. and I didn't expect him to get this kind of return. They got Robert Hag, who can, I mean, he can play in your uh, bottom two defensive pair. He can hit. He's pretty solid. They got a first rounder and they got a second rounder for Ristolainen, who had underperformed the last few years. So, um, I mean, Flyers, they want to revamp their defense after what happened last season. So I get it. I feel like they kind of overpaid a little bit. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the Gostas bear trade in a minute, but yeah, um, they, I feel like they didn't do well in that trade either. So I, I'm really not sure what's going on with Philadelphia. I feel like they're giving up too much. Uh, they gave up a lot of draft capital. So if Philly doesn't do well next year, I think that's going to hurt them at the draft table. Yeah, I guess this is another, um, kind of, uh, I guess a gamble situation. I mean, Rasmus Ristolainen, he's a very valuable player, but I guess they're kind of hoping that um, I guess Robert Hag and the picks that they get are will be able to pan out. Yeah, I mean, when you got Robert Hag, who can still, I mean, he's still young. The guy can develop maybe to a borderline top four, but at least he'll be playing in your top six most of the time. Then you get a first round pick and you get a, a second round pick. I mean, yeah, that's those picks are gold. Uh, yeah, the first round pick is actually uh, for. Um, the first round this year. So, I mean, they can use it right away. So, I mean, uh, yeah, Buffalo made a smart move there, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It's like, instead of uh, 
trading your future for a really good player. It's like you trade your present for um, a future pretty much. And I know people might say, oh, Ristolainen was like one of their like top two defenders. Well, guess what? They had the first overall pick tonight and spoiler alert, they took a defenseman. So there you go. You got a guy that can fit right back in there. So uh, yeah, Buffalo's not worried at this point. They, I feel like they made a good trade. Yeah, and they were in need of like a serious rebuild anyways. So I mean, I I feel like um I guess trading Ristolainen into kind of like a better situation would have been better for him as well. Yeah, he also was not very good in, in his own end. I mean, he was offensively talented. Uh, we knew that about him, but uh, from the defensive standpoint, he was always a minus every year. I believe he led the league in minus one year, so that's definitely not a good thing. I know people say plus minus is overrated, but when you have the the worst minus in the league, uh, it's not overrated at that point. You're just not good at playing in your own end. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Buffalo did really well, and hopefully he can turn around his career in Philadelphia. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll um we'll we'll get to um the Calgary trade in a minute, but we'll go to the Arizona trade. Um first they got um Shane uh Gostaspier, a second rounder and a seventh rounder for the twenty twenty two draft from Philadelphia, and it says in exchange for future considerations. So um I guess can you break that down? Yeah, so future considerations is another word for we're just trying to clear some cap space. So pretty much they gave Shane Gossespierre away for free, and they gave two draft picks with him just to clear their cap space. So uh, like I was saying, I feel like Philadelphia gave up too much in the Ristolainen trade. I feel like they gave up too much to get rid of Gossespierre. Um, Arizona, they've been piling draft picks. We saw that with the uh, Ekman Larson trade. They got a first rounder there. They got a second rounder. They got a seventh rounder. Plus, they get uh, a second and a seventh rounder in this trade. Um, and then earlier in the week, they uh, got a second rounder. Actually, they got two second rounders and a third rounder from the Islanders to take on some cap space. So they just been loading up on draft picks. Obviously, they lost some draft picks from their old management for all the tampering they were doing. The NHL, uh, they forfeited some of their draft picks. So Arizona is just trying to pile draft picks. And I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of it. They got a defenseman out of it. So good on them. Yeah, for sure. It looks like, um, I mean, Arizona's you always been like kind of in a position where they're not necessarily at the top, but it's like, they're always kind of trying to be in contention. So I guess this is kind of their strategy to get over the hump. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Philly, they're just trying to clear their cap space. And Arizona, uh, they're just trying to revamp their team, I feel like. Uh, you know, old management's out, uh, new management's in. They're really trying to establish an identity. They're getting in the players they want, the draft picks that they want. So uh, good on them. And hopefully uh, things will pan out for Philly as well. Yeah, for sure. And so we'll and now go go back to the Calgary Flames trade. Um they got Tyler Pitlick from Seattle in exchange for a fourth rounder in the 2022 draft. Um, what are your thoughts on this trade? So this is Seattle's first official trade that they've made. Um, obviously, they took Tyler Pitlick from Arizona in the expansion draft uh, as a forward. But obviously, uh, to start the season, you can only have 23 skaters, but they had 30 draft picks. So obviously, they're going to trade some away. Traded Tyler Pitlick to Calgary. They got a fourth rounder. It doesn't hurt them. Um Trade was pretty much good for both sides, in my opinion. Calgary gets a forward for depth, and Seattle gets a draft pick. 
Sounds good. So another uh, mutually beneficial situation for both teams, I think. Yeah. And I guess with acquiring Tyler Pitlick, um, where do you think, I guess, Calgary will perform this year? Uh, it's tough to say. I guess I'm going to have to break down. We'll, we'll have to break down the Flames in the offseason. They're in a transitional phase right now. We definitely got to see what this team's looking like. Obviously, they lose their captain in the expansion draft. Um, I guess we don't know the future of a lot of the members on that team. So, yeah, uh, it's really tough to say right now, but I guess uh, as the offseason progresses, we'll have a better idea. Yeah, I guess the Flames are one of the teams where their future is kind of up in the air, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. And I guess we'll move on to the Detroit Red Wings trade. Um, they were able to get Alex Nedeljkovic from Carolina, which is kind of crazy. And in exchange for Jonathan Bernier and a third rounder, um, I'm not sure why Carolina decided to trade Nedeljkovic and get Bernier in return, but maybe you can break it down. Yeah, if Terry was on today, he would be dancing around his room right about now uh, about how well the, the Red Wings have been doing in terms of trades. But yeah, honestly, I don't see a reason why Detroit would not have, like would like Detroit won this trade, plain and simple. They got the younger goalie. They traded away the older goalie and a third round pick just to get rid of him. They signed Nadelkovich to a deal as soon as he got there. I believe he's making three and a half per year over the next three or four years, something like that. Yeah, that's solid. They got a, a good young goalie in there. I have no idea why Carolina traded him. He was their starter for the playoffs. He played really well. Obviously, he allowed a couple of bad goals against Tampa Bay, but I mean, he didn't allow a lot of goals, period. So um, he was solid overall. I'm not sure what was going on there. Maybe they didn't want to re-sign him for as much as he wanted, but three and a half doesn't seem like a lot. So I don't know. Your question is as good as mine as to why Carolina made that trade. But obviously, in my opinion, the Red Wings got the better end of this trade. Yeah, and I see Bernier. For some reason, that reminds me of Bernier from the Leafs. So, um... Don't remind me, man. Yeah, obviously, he's come a long way from that. But I still don't believe, like with his age, and um, obviously, they barely had to give, give up anything to get Nadelkovic. So I, that's a win in my books. Yeah, I mean... I'm still not sure why they decided to trade Nadelkovic. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't think their their rebuild was working out, so maybe they want to start over. But I feel like it's kind of premature to kind of hit the panic button at this point. So Yeah, no, they're a good team. They shouldn't have done that. They're not going to go back into a rebuild. They've already rebuilt this team. Uh, I'm not sure what their future plans are going to be, but we have to see. Yeah, I guess this is another of the off-season moves that um, Carolina made that's kind of not really too sure how it's going to pan out. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see how Carolina does. All right, so we're going to get into um, the NHL 2021 draft now. And I guess we'll start with the first pick. So the Buffalo Sabres, they selected Owen Powell from Michigan. Um, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, um, Owen Power looks like a solid player. Um, the University of Michigan stacked with prospects this year. I think, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of them are going to be going early. Um, I don't know, people are comparing him to guys like uh, Eric Johnson in the past, you know, drafted high. And then I guess in current NHLers, like they're comparing him to Victor Hedman. I mean, he's a big defenseman. He's six foot six, 213 pounds. Uh, coming out of university, this guy's going to be solid. 
Um, for Buffalo, I mean, they just have to use him correctly. I guess that's the only thing I have to say about that. Well, I mean, he certainly lives up to his name, Power. Yeah, well, Buffalo's got to really put a good team around him because clearly they weren't that great this year. Yeah, and I guess we'll move on to the second pick. Um, Seattle, they selected Matthew uh, Beignet from Michigan. Another Michigan player being selected really high up. Um, What do you think? Seattle's first ever draft pick. Um, I think on TV they pronounce his name Matthew Beniers. So I think I'm going to go with that. So it sort of looks like a French name, but it's like pronounced in like an English way. So uh, Matthew Beniers, yeah, he looks really solid. He, they said he has a good two-way game. And from what I saw, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think that uh, he's going to be a, a great player, similar to someone like Jonathan Taves. So um, yeah, I think Seattle made a solid first pick uh, in Matty Beniers. For sure. And uh, third pick, Anaheim selected uh, Mason McTavish from, he's an OHLer uh, from Peterborough. What do you think about that? Yeah, um, I know they projected McTavish to go maybe like eighth or ninth. He ended up going third. I think it's because of his size. I mean, he's six foot one, but he's 207 pounds. He plays like a power forward. Um, he has good high-end skill. Um, and yeah, um, I believe he played in the Swiss league this year. That was the same league that I think Austin Matthews played in before he came into the league. So it's actually a men's league. And so it's not like uh, when he was playing in the OHL with Peter, bro, he was playing against like kids his age. In the Swiss league, he was playing against men and he played really well. Um, yeah, he had 11 points, five goals and six assists and seven games uh, actually no that was in the world championships but in uh, 13 games he also had 11 points uh, in the swiss league so yeah you see, he can play against men and i guess anaheim thought he was nhl ready because of that for sure and we'll move on to the fourth pick um new jersey selected luke hughes um i guess he's from the usa under 18 team um what do you think about that well, I, this pick made sense because, I mean, um, New Jersey drafted his brother Jack Hughes first overall in 2018. So you pair the two brothers together. Uh, Luke Hughes, a uh, solid defenseman. Uh, he's a great skater, just like his brothers, both Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes, who plays for Vancouver. Um, but he seems to be the bigger guy out of the three. So he can play like a, a, a pretty uh, physical uh, game as well, or at least he's developing into that. And... Uh, I mean, his offense is solid, just like the other two brothers. So, um, yeah. Uh, also, I think he's going to be going to the University of Michigan. So, what what is it? Like three out of the first four picks come from Michigan. It's a really solid school. Yeah. Speaking of Mich- Michigan, uh, Columbus elected Kent Johnson. Um, uh, I guess, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, four out of the top five picks come from Michigan. This reminds me of Alabama with the NFL, you know, like I think they had six or seven picks in the first round, something crazy like that. But yeah, Kent Johnson, I, I saw some of his um, play uh, play footage and yeah, he's really skilled. Um, he can play on the left wing. He can play at center. Um, and he was really solid for Michigan this year. Um, and yeah, uh, center is an area of need for Nash or for Columbus clearly. So I think drafting a guy like Kent Johnson will really help them sort of address that going forward. And moving on to the sixth pick, Detroit selected Simon Edvinson. 
Um, I guess he's from the Swedish Junior League. Um, it's a really big defenseman, but what do you think about him? Yeah, um, Detroit really needs defense. I mean, uh, we talked about them getting a goaltender in Nedeljkovic, um, and then they got some solid forwards and guys like Larkin, Verana, and others. And then you had a solid defenseman to go along with a guy like Philip Horonic there in Detroit. I mean, they're going to keep getting solid over the years. So I definitely like what Detroit did here with Evanson. For sure. And for the seventh pick, San Jose selected William Eklund, another uh, Swedish player. He's from the Swedish um, league. So uh, I guess what do you think about this pick? Yeah, this guy was ranked by NHL Central Scouting as the number one international skater. So outside of North America, he was ranked the number one skater. And um, yeah, uh, he should be an excellent player uh, for the Sharks. Um, uh, he played in the Swe- in, in the Swedish top professional league. So I believe he also played among men, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was the Swedish Hockey League Rookie of the Year as well. Um, yeah, he had 23 points in 40 games, really solid. Um, they said he's got uh, good character, competitiveness, athleticism. He's got a uh, dynamic high-end skill. Uh, he should be a great player for the Sharks going forward as they need a lot of good forwards. For sure. And I guess we'll move on to the eighth pick. Um, the Kings selected Brant Clark. Um, he's another OHLer from Barrie. Um, so I guess OHLers are doing pretty well so far. Yeah, um, they really needed to add to their blue line. They've got a lot of young forwards. Uh, they took Quinton Byfield second overall last year, and he was a center. So taking Brant Clark on defense this year is pretty good, you know, to pair him with a, a guy like Drew Doughty on their blue line. Maybe Doughty can help him develop into that high-end offensive guy. Um, I mean, he's 6'2", 185 pounds. Um, he's mobile. He's a great passer, playmaker, all that stuff. He can run a power play. He's that kind of guy. So I think that uh, LA did a really good job in, in making this pick. For sure. And I guess uh, moving on to the ninth pick, um, Arizona selected uh, Dylan Gunther from the WHL. He's from Edmonton. Um, what do you think about this pick? Yeah. Um, uh, they said Genther's an elite scorer. He's really quick. Um, he had 24 points in 12 uh, WHL games this year. So really solid. Um, he played in the under 18 world championships as well. He's really solid there. Um, he's probably one of the best goal scorers in the draft. That's what they said about him. So obviously Arizona getting this pick from Vancouver, we talked about that. Uh, they used it on Dylan uh, Gunther. He dropped all the way to ninth. So, I mean, if a guy like this falls in the draft, he was a central scouting number five in North America and he dropped to ninth in the draft. I mean, you got to jump on that. And the Coyotes definitely did. For sure. And moving on to the 10th pick, Ottawa selected Tyler Boucher. Um, he's, um, I guess he played for the under 18 team for the U S yeah, apparently he's the son of former goaltender in the NHL, Brian Boucher. So um, yeah, he's been in hockey all his life. Uh, he's a solid power forward. Um, he plays on the right wing. Obviously Ottawa has a lot of good prospects at center and on the left wing. So it's great to add a, a young right winger to, uh, to that fold. Um, he will be going back to Boston University for next season, but he should be able to join the Senators uh, in a couple of years. For sure. 
and with a 12th pick, uh, Columbus, I think, selected. They got this pick from Chicago. Um, so they selected Cole Sillinger um, from Sioux Falls. Um, what do you think about this pick? I believe this was the pick they got in the trade for Seth Jones um, today. Um, and yeah, uh, uh, Cole Sillinger, I believe he's related to Mike Sillinger, who used to play in the league. Um, yeah, uh, he's supposed to be a, a great prospect. Uh, he's going to be a, another great center that Columbus can just sort of insert into their lineup. Um, he's got great vision, IQ, playmaking ability. He's a good shooter as well. So, um, yeah, he pretty much has all the tools to be successful in the NHL. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll go to the 13th pick now. Um, Calgary selected uh, Matthew Coronado. Um from Chicago, from the USHL. Um, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, um, just, I guess, looking at a lot of the uh, analysis and write-up on him here, uh, he seems like he's a top-end goal scorer. He's got great skating. He plays very physical. Um, I mean, he's only, what, five foot 10, 183 pounds, but if he plays f- physical, uh, yeah, they, they said he'll sort of turn into a guy like maybe like a John McClare, I guess if you if you want to like a a more recent comparison, maybe a, like a Brendan Gallagher out of Montreal. He's a small player, but he can play very physical. Um, so yeah, I think Calgary likes that style. They have guys like Matthew Kachuk in their lineup, Milan Lucic. Uh, so yeah, definitely drafting more of I guess their type of players. For sure, and I guess uh, we'll move on to the fourteenth pick. Um, Buffalo, they were able to get this pick from Philadelphia, so they got. Um, Isaac Rosen, um, he's another um, SHLer. So I guess, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, this is the pick we talked about in the Ristolainen trade that Buffalo got. Um, they took Owen Power with their first pick at first overall. Then they go for a forward, this time a right winger, Isaac Rosen. Um, yeah, apparently they just loved his scoring. Um, even though he's only 5'11", 156 pounds is a little concerning. That's pretty light for an NHL player. He's definitely going to have to gain some weight uh, if he wants to play. It might take him a couple years to get to the league. But, um, yeah, if the scoring's there, adding weight shouldn't be a problem. He should be a solid NHLer. Yeah. I mean, he was playing against, like, fully grown men in the SHL. So um, we'll probably see him in, like, maybe one or two years at the most. Yeah, definitely he's got a bulk up, and I guess the team will sort of get him through that. Yeah, for sure. And I guess for the number 15th pick, um, Detroit, they got this pick from Dallas, so they ended up getting Sebastian Cosa, um, another WHLer from Edmonton. What do you think about this? Yeah, they actually traded up with Dallas to get this pick. They clearly looked at it and said, we got Alex Nadalkovich for now. I guess we need a goalie for the future. So they drafted Sebastian Kossa. Um, I mean, he led the Western Hockey League uh, in goals against average, save percentage, and shutouts. So um, he was elite all the way through. He was the top North American goalie heading into the draft. I mean, Detroit liked everything about him. And I mean, with those stats, I'd probably like it too. I think that was a solid pick. Yeah, for sure. And I guess moving on to the 16th pick, um, New York draft, well, the New York Rangers drafted Brennan Othman. Um, he's another OHLer from Flint. Um, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, um, apparently uh, his high end skill and his skating was really what made people 
gravitate towards him, especially the Rangers. I mean, he played in um, the Swiss league, not the highest Swiss league, but one of the Swiss leagues. So I believe he did play with men as well. He had 16 points in 34 games against experienced professionals. So that, that's pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, he seems like a solid forward. Um, uh, he's going to be talented. Uh, he's going to play physical. So um, yeah, uh, he just seems like the type of player that the Rangers can sort of need uh, in, in their like bottom six. So definitely a guy that could fit into the lineup in the next couple of years. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess for the 17th pick, St. Louis got um, Zachary Balduck. Um, I guess the league he's from is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So what do you think about this pick? Yeah, it's the the league is the same level as the OHL and the WHL. So there's just three major leagues in Canada. So uh, he he's a junior player. Um, it says here that he's a high end offensive uh, player. He's an excellent skater. He's got good IQ. He's got good finish. All that stuff. Um, he's pretty much point per game uh, in the QMJHL for Ramuski. Um, he's a center. I guess St. Louis just looked at him and it's just like, okay, this is a guy that we want, six foot, 175 pounds. Uh, he was the top prospect in the Quebec League as well. So I think they definitely saw that and they wanted to make this pick. Yeah, for sure. And I guess with the 18th pick, um, Winnipeg drafted Chaz Lucius, um, another USHLer. Um, he was also on the under 18 team for the US. Um, what do you think about this pick? Yeah, I mean, he had 20 points in 13 games for the development program in the U.S. So, I mean, he just seems really solid. Um, you know, obviously the Jets looking to replace Mason Appleton, who they lost in the expansion draft. They go ahead and grab Chaz Lucius. I mean, he plays center, whether they move him to the wing or not. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like this guy, he's pretty much talented all around. Uh, he's a really good goal scorer. Um, he's got a high-end shot. Um, he, he's mainly a shooter, this guy, from the looks of it. So uh, they, if he can develop, he'll be really solid for the Jets going forward. Yeah, for sure. And with the 19th pick, Nashville selected Fedor uh, Svechkov. Um, he's from one of the Russian leagues, not like the KHL. It says um, Russia second division. So what do you think about this? Yeah, I think second division is like a junior league there. Uh, it seems like he played pretty well. He was the number sixth international skater, so he's pretty high ranked. Um, yeah, then, of course, Russia got second place in the under-18 World Championships, and he was a part of that. Um, he's a great two-way center um, going to Nashville. Obviously, Nashville sort of revamping their forward group, so I think he's a really solid player to add, especially at the center position. For sure. And I guess for the 20th pick, Minnesota was able to get this pick off of Edmonton. So they ended up getting um, Jesper Wallstedt from um, Sweden. So another SHLer. What do you think about this pick? Yeah, Minnesota traded up to get this guy. And Wallstedt pretty much fell. He was supposed to go earlier in the first round. He's the top international goalie. Um, but it looks like he dropped in the draft. So Minnesota just pretty much took advantage of that. And they're like, we need a goaltending prospect behind guys like uh, Talbot and Kakinen. So yeah, they selected him. Um, I mean, he was really solid in the Swedish hockey league playing against men. He had uh, 2.23 goals against uh, 908 save percentage and two shutouts in 22 games. Uh, his record was 11 and eight. Um, 
Yeah, and in the uh, World Junior Championships, he had a 923 save percentage in two games. So um, against juniors, he had uh, higher stats. Against men, it was a little bit lower, which means he still needs to develop a little bit, but he looks like a really solid goaltender for the Wild. For sure. And I guess with the 21st pick, Boston selected Fabian Lysel, another SHLer. So we have a lot of um, SHLers in this uh, draft so far. Yeah, it looks like the Swedish uh, league is producing a lot of good young players. Um, this guy's a, a bit small, um, doesn't really fit Boston's traditional mold, but at 5'10", 172, uh, he's a great skater. He's got a lot of speed. Um, they said that he's creative. Um, he just needs to gain a little bit more weight. Um, yeah, they uh, they sort of draft a guy that has the potential to be a, a strong top six forward. So definitely as their players get older, they can add some young blood into their lineup. So I think this was a pretty good pick for Boston. For sure. And with a 22nd pick, um, Edmonton was able to get this pick from Minnesota. So it's kind of like they're trading picks. Um, they got um, Xavier um, Borgel. Borgel, um, I think. I don't even know how you say it, but yeah. Yeah. He's from, he's another, um, I guess, Quebec um, major junior hockey league player. So I guess what, what are your thoughts on this pick? Yeah. Um, it looks like that he's a great offensive player. Obviously the Oilers are looking to add depth to their forward group. They had the center in Xavier uh, Borgalt and yeah, um, it looks like he can play center or the wing and he's a great skater. He seems strong too, six foot, uh, 172 pounds. Um, yeah, uh, the, he's going to be a, a good player, whether he's a high end uh, player uh, that could play with like McDavid or Drysaddle, or whether he's like a, a bottom six forward, he should be solid for the Oilers either way. For sure. And I guess with the 23rd pick, um, Dallas got this from Detroit, who got this off of Washington. Um, they drafted Wyatt uh, Johnston. Another OHLer from Windsor. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I guess Dallas was comfortable trading down because they knew they there were some good players down here, and it looks like this guy Wyatt Johnson is going to be a good player. Um, he he was he's pretty much like a checker. Uh, he he's high skilled. He has good hockey IQ. Uh, he's like I, I don't know. He's just really good all around. He's a good shot, good work ethic. Um, you know, he, he just, uh, he seems like the kind of guy you could fit into Dallas. He can sort of play their style of game. So I think they drafted the right player into their lineup in Johnston. For sure. And I guess moving on to the 24th pick, um, Florida was able to draft um, Mackie Samaskovich um, from Chicago, the USHL Chicago. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just looking at this pick, uh, it looks like that uh, they picked a high offensive guy. Uh, in Samoskovich. Um, he's got great vision, uh, great IQ. Um, yeah, he he's just uh, one of those type of players that um, he's going to be great for Florida to add a, as a depth forward, and eventually he could become one of their top-end forwards. For sure. And, and And one more thing, he's supposed to play at the University of Michigan next season, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Michigan is another... Um... I guess they're another college that's kind of like dominating a sport. They're dominating hockey. Yeah, they should be national champions this coming season for sure with this talent. They have future NHLers on their team. I don't see how anyone's going to beat them. For sure. 
And I guess with the 25th pick, Columbus got this pick off of um, Toronto. So they were able to draft Corson um, Soma from oh, the AJHL. Coleman's is it? I don't, I don't know how to Coleman's. pronounce it, but yeah, I think as Corson Coleman's from the AJHL. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, it seems like this guy has a lot of potential as a defenseman. They said he could be a big minute playing top four defenseman for a team. Um, it looks like that he's going back to university next season, but he could join Jackets in a couple seasons. Uh, Columbus drafting a lot, uh, and and in this uh, first round, and yeah, they're just filling up their 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 team with good prospects. And it seems like he he's a great skater, and he can uh, turn um, defense into offense, that kind of thing. So, yeah, he seems like he's going to be a really solid defenseman at the NHL level. For sure. And I guess with the 26th pick, uh, Minnesota got this off of Pittsburgh, uh, and they ended up drafting Carson Lambos. Um, from Winnipeg, from the WHL. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, it seems like this is another defenseman that's going to, you know, just play a lot of minutes, uh, defense to offense, that kind of transition. That he'll get a lot of points as well. Uh, Minnesota obviously needs to add to their depth of defensemen as they lost a couple like Ryan Suter and Carson Soucy. So, um, yeah, just drafting more defense, always great for the Wild. For sure. And for the 27th pick, um, Nashville ended up getting this pick off of Carolina. Um, they ended up getting Zachary um, Leroux, uh from Halifax, uh, from, I guess, uh, from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, what are your thoughts on this pick? Um, yeah, he's 5'11", 196. So he's a small guy, but he's, he weighs quite a bit. Uh, he can play physical drive to the net, sort of like that Brennan Gallagher mold we talked about. Um, yeah, they, they trade with Carolina and they move up, uh, Nashville does to get, uh, Loro. Um, and he, as a forward, he can outmatch defenders down low, even with his size. Cause he has that weight and he plays physical. Uh, he's just one of those tough guys, honestly. So you get him into your lineup, he, he'll play tough. He'll score some goals. I mean, he had 39 points in 33 games. So this guy can score and he can play physical. So it's a really good uh, thing for Nashville. Yeah, for sure. And uh, with a 28th pick, uh, Colorado was able to draft Oscar Olauson, um, another SHLer. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, it, it looks like that uh, he also played in the Swedish Hockey League. A lot of good young players there. He's great with the puck. He's a great skater. Um, and he goes to a team in the Avalanche that has a lot of players like that. So um, he'll need time to develop. He, he can take that time and he can join this lineup and he can be a great player. Yeah, for sure. And with the 29th pick, um, New Jersey was able to get this pick off of the New York Islanders. Um, they were able to draft Chase Stillman, um, an OHLer from Sudbury. Uh, what are your thoughts on this pick? Yeah, it looks like this is the son of former NHLer Corey Stillman. Um, yeah, he seems like he's a great offensive player. Uh, he's also sort of like a power forward, sort of the way his dad was. Um, and yeah, he can get into like the dirty areas in the corners and get the puck and, and I guess, uh, produce after that. So he seems like really solid. So I think New Jersey got a solid pick with him. Yeah, for sure. And I guess with the 30th pick, um, Vegas was able to get, um, Zach Dean from Gatineau, another Quebec 
um, junior hockey league or um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, just taking a look at this pick, uh, we know Vegas needed centers. We saw that in the playoffs. We talked about their lack of depth at center. Seems like uh, Dean's a great skater. Um, he's got uh, speed and, uh, you know, uh, he, he can just, uh, you know, beat different players when he's on the rush. Um, yeah, it's, he just seems like a guy that, you know, he can play two ways as well. Um, yeah, I, I just like uh, this pick. I guess Vegas just loading up on centers, you know, uh, one of them is going to turn out and it, it might end up being Zach team. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I guess for... The 31st pick, um, Montreal ended up drafting Logan Mayo. Uh, he's from London, it looks like. Um, I guess, this, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, obviously with the news that Shea Weber is not going to be playing for the entire season, and they don't know how, how, what his career is going to look like going forward. Um, Montreal just needed to load up on defensemen, obviously, uh, London, uh, one of the, the better teams uh, over the years in the OHL. Um, obviously, Logan uh, Mallow, um, uh, he'll have all the time that he needs to develop. And I think that, um, you know, Montreal just drafting defensemen, it's important for them and he should uh, turn out in, into a good player for them. For sure. And I guess with the 32nd pick, uh, Chicago was able to draft Nolan Allen, a uh, defenseman from Prince Albert. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I know we heard about the trade today. Um, Seth Jones obviously coming to Chicago, uh, defenseman, and they got this pick in the deal um, as well. So from Columbus, so they were able to use it on Nolan Allen, another defenseman, because of course they traded. Um, uh, I don't know why his name is slipping my mind right now. Uh, in the trade, Boquist. Yeah, they traded Boquist in that trade. So they lost one of their defensemen to get Seth Jones. So obviously putting a young guy like Nolan Allen, I guess, behind Seth Jones in development, uh, eventually, you know, you can round out your top six defensemen nicely. So I think Chicago did a good job with drafting defense. For sure. And I guess, um, what are your thoughts on just, um, I guess, the, the players from this draft in general? Yeah, this is sort of a draft where, you know, because of COVID reasons, the scouting might not have been on point with previous years. So it's going to be tough to see which players end up becoming better than others. Maybe um, players that are drafted higher up might not turn out as well as players drafted below them. We never know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see which players uh, become stellar NHLers from this draft. Yeah, for sure. And I guess, uh, like we said before, Michigan's probably going to, uh, win hockey this season they have a bunch of and future NHLers on their team so they're obviously the favorites yeah and we talked about how many players came from Sweden to a lot of good Swedish players in that league as well yeah I mean I feel like Sweden is kind of they're a little bit slept on in terms of international hockey I mean we always talk about how I guess Canada and Russia they're obviously two of the best uh, countries in the world in terms of hockey us is definitely up there but um sweden sweden obviously is up there as well um they have they're starting to have a lot of players in the nhl now yeah that's probably the big four at this point uh usually if you have a gold medal game it's probably going to be one of those four teams yeah so i guess we have um i guess this is probably going to be the next generation of um, the NHL. So it'll be interesting to see how each of their careers turn out. 
Yeah, for sure. And I can't wait till next week's episode when we talk about all the free agent signings. That's going to be interesting next week. Yeah, for sure. And um, that about, um, I guess, wraps up everything NHL for this week. Um, do you have any final thoughts? I think we pretty much touched on everything. We talked about the Kraken, um, getting their team together. We talked about a lot of the trades and we talked about the draft. It was a busy week, but I think we covered everything. For sure. So that brings us to the end of um, everything NHL this week. Um, if you liked the video, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. Give us your thoughts on this uh, draft. Um, if you're from uh, Michigan and you really like the Michigan hockey team, let us know. Um, if you've been following the SHL, let us know. Um, give us a review. Give us a comment. And uh, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, you can follow us on Spotify. You can follow us on Apple Music and Google Podcasts as well. Um, if you need sports picks, um, you can follow us at Fan Fan Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.